the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Monday morning, live from San Francisco, September 28th. I do a different type of show, and I don't... My management tells me, don't tell them what you do, just do it. Well, I kind of like telling you what I do. Um, So that's something that I ultimately fight with them on. I talk money and business. I like to refer to myself as your big brother who knows a lot about how things work. Come to me, and in about 10, 15 years, I'll be like your dad who knows a lot about things that work. But I'll be your big brother. Come to me when you have any questions on financial issues. You don't need to be shy. Whether it's how to fund your kid's 529 plan, or how does the stock market actually work, or when should I invest, or how should I invest. But also, I do a show on what's relevant to you and me. I'm going to talk today, for instance, about the gadgets that we're going to be buying for the holiday season. i got the top three gadgets that we're going to be buying for the holiday season coming up. And I'll tell you which ones are reviewed well and which ones are reviewed poorly. I'm going to hit the business stories of the day. I'm going to do a little bit of tech talk. I'll show you fun stocks and how to talk about them. I'll talk to you a little bit about the movies as well. What are we doing with our movies? And Of course, I'm going to talk California. I think the station is a California station, obviously, and I think we are one of the biggest states in the nation and one of the biggest countries in the world. We are very progressive in what we try to pull off, sometimes with better results than others. Today, there's a story about Donald Fisher. He's the Gap co-founder, dead. Now, I know you're saying, that's irreverent of you. Yes, it is, because I'm Generation X, and death happens, and I respect my elders and all, but... I want to learn from this situation. So the Gap founder dies, co-founder dies. What legacy does he leave? Does he leave capri pants and khakis? Does he leave a business model that we could all understand? High-end Banana Republic? Mid-end Gap? Gap for kids? Low-end Old Navy? What does he leave? And I'll teach you a little bit about that today. So I promise you, you listen today, you're going to be a lot more... F- I want to say... Hmm. Knowledgeable. And you don't have to talk about, ah, it sucks to be the Giants. San Francisco Giants baseball, it's over. It's over. They didn't make the playoffs. They've been squeezed out of the scenario. But to contribute to the show, you need to call the show. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. For you, because I love you, because I really do respect my audience and love my audience, I have a couple free movies um, coming up. Century 9, San Francisco. So if you want, to, if you live near 845 Market Street, I got a freebie for you. It's the Michael Moore Capitalism, A Love Story movie. All you got to do is call up 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I was talking with Heidi before the show started. It's kind of interesting that a lot of people don't like the work that Michael Moore does when he does it. This is obviously the capitalism. It's going to be about Wall Street. It's going to be still be fresh on our, our palate, so to speak. A lot of people say Fahrenheit 9-11 was 
was was crazy that, you know, a lot of what he said was unsubstantiated. Now, I don't like Michael Moore. I find him fat and sloppy. I find his storytelling approach to be sappy. I find his facts to be a little bit eh. But isn't it interesting that five years after that, a lot of us now are starting to say, maybe there were no weapons of high distru- of mass destruction. Maybe he was right. Maybe this was a political agenda. And go- even going back further with Roger and me, um, he foretold the demise of GM in an interesting way about how GM was being corporately irresponsible, socially irresponsible. And 20 years later, 25 years later, down goes GM. I just throw that out there. I'm not a Michael Moore fan, no way, shape, or form, but it's interesting. So I got free tickets to that coming up September 29th, and I got free tickets to an October 1 premiere of Whip It, which is Ellen Page. Ellen Page did the Juno movie, um, and Drew Barrymore is going to be in it. It's, it's worthy of noting. It's worthy of noting, and that's going to be in Daly City. So if you want to go to an October 1st Daly City, uh, Whip It, I got free tickets for you. Or if you want to go to a September 29th, San Francisco, Michael Moore, Capitalism, Love Story. I got free tickets for you. All you got to do is call the show, 800-345-5639. I'm not going to make you bark. I'm not going to make you do anything embarrassing. Just call. You get the tickets. That kind of easy. Let's talk a little bit about some of the big stories out there today. First and foremost, let's take a peek at Wall Street. It's higher. Dow's up. NASDAQ's up. S&P 500's up. Oil back to $67 a barrel. Uh, a couple of Madoff members to face $200 million lawsuit. Uh, Fed has warned repeatedly about subprime lending. Economy, is it back on track? These are all questions that people have, but more important, some of the stories today that are top stories, Iran test fires a missile. Global flap on Thursday and Friday about their nuclear arms or potential nuclear arms. That could send the price of oil to 150 bucks. Now, ultimately, North Korea taught Iran how to deal with the United States. Talk about nuclear missiles and we'll give you food. Talk about nuclear missiles and we'll give you money. China launched a probe into imports of U.S. chickens. Toyota, they're raising their 09-10 forecast. Time Warner's getting out of the publishing magazine business. We'll talk a little swine flu. How about this for a congratulations? Apple's App Store. Apple's App Store. Hmm. It's tough on the tongue. Downloads have now hit 2 billion downloads. Again, who would have thought 10 years ago that Apple... Five years ago, three years ago, that Apple would be a play on video games. I was on the plane on Thursday and uh, saw a guy playing a video game on his Apple iPhone. I said, how much you pay? He said, three bucks. But they're in the video. They didn't make the game. They just distribute it. Who would have thought that they would have been music? They don't make the music. They just distribute it. You always thought of Apple as a computer company. Uh Uh-uh. So anyway, let's hit this top story in California. I want to know what you have to think. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Solo hybrid drivers may lose carpool lane privileges. Now, in California, all you got to do is look left, right, forward, and backwards, and you're going to see at least three Priuses, uh, uh, Toyota Prius. You're going to see Toyota Prius everywhere, everywhere you look. Stickers allow them into HOV lanes, and they're going to expire January 1, 2011. So not that far from now. Now, a lot of people bought the Prius thinking that I'll be able to go in and out of HOV for the rest of my life. I'll be able to save hours of commute time in Cal- in L.A. to get to work and definitely 30 minutes to get to work in the Bay Area, depending on where you live. And the days may be numbered for hybrid car owners enjoying traveling solo on California's carpool lanes. Our federal government gives states funding for roads, provided the HOV isn't 
as clogged as the regular lanes. There's some, you know, carrots that need to go in front of it. There's some expectations that need to be met. Now, the stickers that grant the privilege to 85,000 hybrid owners set to expire January 1. There's proposals in Sacramento to extend the deadline, but they would exclude most of the vehicles that originally qualified for the program, such as the Toyota Prius, Honda Civic Hybrid, and the original Honda Insight. Now, the carpool lane exemption added $1,000 to $2,000 of value to the hybrid. A lot of people paid a premium to get a hybrid, saying, well, I'll save money in HOV costs. I'll save money in, in bridge costs. I'll save money in commute time. My time is money. Your time's money, right? So people were willing to pay a premium for it. Losing their stickers is going to be a lot more than an inconvenience. It basically means you're going to have to leave for work a lot earlier. And the goal of that 2004 law created the sticker program was to encourage the purchase of advanced technology. It was to, you know, push for better fuel efficiency. And I would say that goal has been met. For instance, let me give you, let me stop here in this story and go sideways. Right now, we don't have to pay, well, not we. You get to deduct the interest on your mortgage off your taxes. Depending on how much you make and things along those lines, how old the mortgage is. But our federal government, many, many, many years ago, wanted to stimulate home ownership. They knew it was a good way to, to earn and save money for the long term. So they, they gave this tax incentive to you. And they said, if you buy a home, we'll be able to write off your taxable interest versus your taxable income and lower your tax bill. To a certain degree, it changes, but you get the basic idea. So that was an encouragement for people to get homes. Now, they encouraged us to buy new cars. I would say that we've bought homes. I would like to see the United States government pool tax deduction of mortgage interest. I would say the goal was accomplished. Everyone in the United States who has a home, who wants a home, has a home. Let's pull it. Now, that would be exclusionary of people who want to get a home in the future. But I don't like government subsidies, and that's what it is. You buy this, we'll give you that. Same thing with electric hybrids. These stickers granting the same carpool lane exemption were authorized for electric cars and vehicles powered for alternative fuels, such as natural gas. They've accomplished their goal. Everywhere you freaking, freaking look, you see a Toyota Prius. Now, some lawmakers want to up the ante. I'd like to see the HOV get back to HOV. I have a hybrid. I use the HOV. I'm willing to give it up. Because what it was originally meant for was high-occupancy vehicles. I forget. They call it a carpool lane in California. On the East Coast, they call it an HOV lane, high-occupancy vehicle. Now, a competing Senate bill, it would include hybrids, but only those that achieve city highway fuel economy of 65 or better. I say, yeah, let's keep upping that miles per gallon. Now, an assemblyman, Ted Liu, he's out of Torrance, he's a Democrat, he said that he would like to extend the carpool lane exemption until 2016, but limit it to drivers of vehicles powered by electricity, natural gas, or other alternative fuel. Now, what ultimately we're all saying is, we liked it, it was successful. A lot of the so-called carpool lanes have become so clogged, California now risks losing federal highway funding, forcing thousands of drivers into the regular freeway lanes. And that's where the issue stands. Where do you stand on this issue? Do you like government subsidies? Do you think that they work? Are you mad as hell that they're pulling away a, a carrot that they once gave us? That it's going to expire? Are you tired of seeing the Prius on the road? I am. Let me be quite honest with you. I'm tired of seeing the Prius on the road. 
Do you think government should stimulate demand like this and then take it away? For instance, they just stimulated demand for cash for clunkers. They took it away. And I don't hear you raising cane about that. I didn't buy a cash for clunker. I need a new car sooner than later. I'd like a a long-term $8,000 tax deduction or tax rebate. Yeah, I'd like that. I don't believe I deserve it, but I'd like it. Where do you stand? Where do you stand on the solo hybrid drivers losing their carpool lane privileges? Get your calls in the air. If you have a stock question, a financial question, a money question, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If you want the Michael Moore tickets, Michael Moore tickets coming up in San Francisco, two free tickets, so you don't have to pay 20 bucks. I save you like that. Capitalism love story. It's coming up September 29th. All you got to do is call 800-345-5639, 800-345-5639. Or if you want the Ellen Page Whip It, she wrote the, the Juno storyline. All you got to do is 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Actually, she didn't write the Juno storyline. She was in the Juno movie. Let me correct myself before I look totally stupid. Daily City, uh, that's coming up October 1. Daily City coming up October 1. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Phones are ringing off the hook, so be patient. We're giving away free tickets to Michael Moore's Capitalism Love Story, Tuesday, September 29th. Actually, that's no more Michael Moore. Gone. And we do have more tickets for the Whippet Ellen Page. She's young. She's sexy. She's fun. Um, it's called Whippet. You can go hang out with uh, others and see a movie in Daily City. That's coming up October 1, Thursday. This Thursday, October 1, Century 20, Daily City. Free tickets for two people. Anyone who wants them, got to go 730. You got to pick up tickets here in San Francisco. That is important to note. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Something I want to throw out. I just got an email. And you can email me, rob at robblack.com. I'm going to be going to phone calls in just a minute. Rob at robblack.com. Got an email that from a guy named Jason. He says, had I taken your advice in 2004, 2005, I'd be in a better situation. At 27 years old, I sold a condo that I owned for two years and walked away with $115,000. But for $209,000, sold for $325,000. So I did good. I used much of that money for uh, below. Now, in 2005, he purchased a home in Martinez, single family, for $550,000, putting $55,000 down, negative amortization loan. He made minimum payments for a majority of the time while uh, the wife had a good job along with his. She's now unemployed. I've taken a 20% pay cut. Ultimately, he bought a house, sold it, did great, decided he was going to do it again. Currently 90 days in default on purpose to get unhelpful bank to take notice. Uh, after three turndowns, because we either made too much or too little, they have said yes. Um, as answers on two separate occasions, they finally restructured our loan. Okay, so we're following the story, right? Bought a house, great, up in 2003, sold it in 2005, made a bad decision. He's struggling. He's trying to get the bank to play along. He says it's worth three hundred twenty thousand. We owe five hundred and twenty thousand. So he's one hundred thirty two hundred thousand dollars upside down. They gave us five percent fixed interest only for three years. Second has a current restructure of two percent. Um, we need a new roof. Literally falling off piece by piece. Credit deal, huh? Continue not to pay and try to short sell or get a lawyer who can negotiate a better restructure. I've heard of principal reductions and or two percent temp only. I think I know what you'll say. I wish I'd followed your advice in 2004, 2005, rented and invested my money elsewhere. I take full responsibility for the situation that my family's in now. 
You should listen to me. The one thing I'm never going to do on this show is lie to you about financial issues. I'm not going to gloat. Serves no purpose in doing that. Let me pull up something real quick because some cities I know the exact location better than others. First and foremost, if I'm $200,000 upside down on property, I'm taking that damn seriously. Um, A lot of people in California are in total denial about real estate in other areas of the United States and what people are willing to pay and or not pay going forward. So keep that in mind. A lot of people in California are in total denial. Yeah, I, I wouldn't live in Martinez if you paid me money. It's too far east. As you go five miles east of the Bay Bridge, 10 miles east of the Bay Bridge, it gets exponentially worse. As far as investment in real estate, is it a lovely place? Yes. Are there lovely people there? Yes. Can you raise a kid successfully there? Yes. Will he get shot in a gang murder? A little bit more likely. But yes, you could still do it. I have nothing against Martinez. I think you got to get out of that property in any way, shape, and form. Trying to refinance it, you don't want to be a landlord in Martinez. You want to be a landlord in San Francisco and you can't afford it. You want to be a landlord in Palo Alto and you can't afford it. Wake up. Get the hell out of the property. I mean, do you want to be a slumlord? You know, you know the movies where the guy comes to collect rent and the woman doesn't have enough so she you know, takes care of them. You don't want to be that. Well, maybe you do want to be that, but I don't think you really do want to be that. Get out of it. Get out of it. 800-345-5639. Let's go to phone calls. Let's go to Rick in Mountain View. Rick. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Good. It's Nick. My eyeballs are hurting today. I'm sorry about that. That's all good. Hey, uh, I just don't want to let my uh, hatred for uh, pre uh, stain my uh, call, my opinions on the HOV lane. Yeah. Um, you know, we pay we pay taxes. We paid taxes to have that lane built. That's all. That's our public taxes that we paid. You know, it seems like those Prius drivers and the hybrid drivers are, you know, paying a uh, a surcharge to use things that were built on tax ta- taxpayer dollars. Um, I drive a big all day long, and uh, I don't know if those uh, carpool lanes work. I'm not a traffic engineer, uh, but I don't even know if those uh, carpool lanes work. Okay. And uh, that's just another lane of traffic that's taken away from the general public to, you know, ease traffic congestion. So, Nick, if if I were putting you down in votes, yay or nay, you think the government should take away the HOV or Priuses and basically said mission accomplished. We're driving more fuel efficient vehicles. Oh, most definitely. Take it away. Yeah, I agree. I th- I'm totally with you. And again, I've got a hybrid vehicle and I use that lane. So I'm not being hypocritical it's not like I drive an SUV monster, 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 wheels, 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 truck to work every day. So thanks for the call, Nick. 800-345-5639, 800-345-5639. Um, California is going to take away likely, um, I would say 85% likely, the ability for Prius owners to go up and down in the HOV lane. I think it's a good idea. I think it served its purpose. It, it got us thinking about hybrids. And look, we're now saying... SUVs aren't cool anymore. I'd rather see a chicken a hybrid than a chicken an SUV. Like they changed our mindset. Actually, I'd rather see a chicken a '69 racing Mustang. But I digress. Go to David in, on Highway 17. David. Hey Rob, I agree. My vote is yes. But uh, you know, as California wants to, um, you know, take away the rights of Prius, Prius drivers to a used HOV line, they want to sell the right to gas guzzlers at the same time. Ooh, I like that idea. Why? Why so? 
Well, how about the idea that we pay an extra $50 for using HOV per year? And that helps fund our budget and or reduce our deficit. Well, you know, I, I do believe, uh, I agree that, you know, it would help the budget. But, you know, the whole idea is keep the HOV lane HOV. And I agree with your point of why not, you know, we have the incentive at one time to, um, to allow Prius drivers, well, let's up the mileage limit like you mentioned earlier. I agree. So I, I think, you know, there's something interesting here to be also be mentioned, David, is that you and I, if you pay, if you drive a $60,000 vehicle, you're paying more taxes than someone who's driving a $30,000 vehicle. So you're already helping the state of California. Um, that should be factored in at some point in time. But for the ability to use HOV or if the state would let us use helicopters to fly to and from work, I'd pay an extra premium in order to get to and from work faster. So I'm not totally against it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I see where you're going. Um, in Virginia, they built a, a green toll road. They called it green it, for no reason. It wasn't really a green toll road. But they drew up, built a toll road that basically saved everyone massive amount of time. It was a private investment that did this. Um, and it was wildly successful. People were willing to pay a premium to get to work sooner than later, whether it be a hybrid vehicle or a monster truck. So I'm with yeah, you. So you think that, take it away, huh? That being a private investment is different from the public money's going into our HOV lane. So, I mean, that that I wouldn't object to, but I would object to um, selling, you know, tickets to the HOV lane to gas-guzzling one-occupied, one-person-occupied vehicles. Now, what do you think about, like, naming rights for stadiums? Do you remember when we first heard that, we found that laughable? Do you think the state of California should do naming rights to the Bay Bridge so as to recoup some of the price? Do you think it should be MicrosoftBayBridge.com? Oh, my, my attitude is it's still called Candlestick Park. Okay. You know, so, um, you know, they can change the name, but it, you know, and sell the name, but it's not. It doesn't change in my my mind. David, I'm not a native Californian. Why was it called Candlestick? I assume because of the way it looks, like the, a, a candlestick face. Okay, I'm with yeah. you. So, thanks for the call, David. Uh, you're welcome. Another person says, "Take away, but potentially sell the rights to be at an HOV." We got a pretty smart audience. I'm not against that. Eight hundred three four five. 5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 345 5639 to get your calls on the air. We can squeeze one in. Frank in San Francisco. Rob. Hi. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. I'm the Maker's Mark Rum Ambassador. I appreciate you bringing that up. Hey, I had an interesting conversation with someone from San Francisco. He programs computers like in 10 different languages. And we talked about Google and Microsoft. He was telling me Google wants to get its own operating system going. And he made an interesting comment that uh, Microsoft and Google are both in the race to scratch the browser altogether and just come in with, someone will be the first to come in with a uh, voice-activated system where, you know, you say photos, and then you say Hawaii, and then it pops up on the screen, pictures of Hawaii. Sure. And do you know anything about this? Yeah, well, I mean, what you're ultimately seeing, and thanks for the call, is that things will ultimately change. Um, we once went from big mainframes to, you know, putting a computer on your desk instead of everyone tying to the big mainframe. And then we started going back towards that concept of everyone tying to the big mainframe. There's a, a technology or a concept called cloud computing. 
And Microsoft, Google, and Apple, in my opinion, are all competing pretty aggressively with each other at this point in time as far as trying to become the winner of standards, of trying to become the embedded norm. A lot of people truly believe that Google has the upper hand on Apple as far as getting a platform for the cell phone um, figured out so that it's, it's changeable in every way, shape, or form. I'll talk about this and more in future episodes of Tech Talk. I have to cut straight to the break here, unfortunately. 15, 30, 45. Got to get off the clock and uh, into some commercial time. But, um, yeah, it, it, I would say Google and Apple are probably a little bit more competitors right now. And Microsoft's just doing the same old thing they've always done, make billions of dollars. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. What are you listening to? You are listening to 910 AM. What is the station? It's Talk 910. And you can find us at talk910.com. We're a talker. Radio's got sports. It's got news. It's got talk. For instance, if I wanted to jump to a new station, couldn't do this because this is a talk format. There's been times in the past where a certain station would have taken me, but uh-uh, because I take calls, no chance. So I have to fake it during those kind of shows, and I have to go, coming up, more business news right after the break. Those are the shows that I hate. I don't like doing a news show. I like doing a talk show, 800-345-5639. How do we do a talk show? You pick up the phone, and you give me a call. One of the big stories that's got Wall Street on a concern right now is Iran, powerful revolutionary guard. They've said they've successfully test-fired short-range missiles Sunday and drills meant to show Tehran is prepared to crush any military threat from any country. Governor Hussein, not governor, but General, General Hussein Salami. If I had a last name Salami, there's a pretty damn good chance I'm going to change it. Anyway, he's the head of the Revolutionary Guard Air Force, said Iran had perfected its short-range missiles to make them more accurate in tactical battlefield situations and defend the country from any attacks. Test came two days after the United States and their allies disclosed that Iran had been secretly developing previously unknown underground uranium enrichment facilities and warned the country it must be open to the nuclear site to international inspection or face harsher international sanctions. Keep in mind, this is how Iraq started. Saddam Hussein said, I got to develop weapons to defend myself. And, well, then he goes into Kuwait once and goes into Kuwait a second time. Bad behavior, right? But the UN sanctions had no teeth. What's wrong with the world political movement right now, in my opinion, is we got no teeth at the UN. We're not willing to put up or shut up. We had sanctions against Saddam Hussein that George W. Bush Jr. tried to challenge and say, hey, he's breaking these sanctions. What are you going to do about it? And they're like, I don't know. What do you want to do about it? And they all put their hands in their back pocket. But we kind of got cocky. We kind of got arrogant. We went in and took him out. Iran's not going to go down so easily. They're a little bit more advanced than Iraq. This can scare the hell out of the stock market. This can push oil up quickly. It's called political risk. There's all sorts of risk. There's inflation risk. There's political risk. All sorts of risk. This is one of them. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. 
Prius, California state legislators are talking about taking away the HOV lane for hybrid vehicles as of January 1, 2011. Maybe they're going to extend it to 2016. I say take it away. The whole idea was to get us into that, that HOV lane, the high occupancy vehicle lane. I think that's it was the whole idea was to get us into vehicles that were better than SUVs. So we saw the pollution. We saw the problems. We saw the issue. So I think psychologically they changed the mindset of the United States and mission accomplished. Let's go to a phone call. Let's go to Larry and Hayward. Larry? Hi, Rob. Uh, the concept of, of uh, naming rights for public entities I think is just totally wrong because it's, uh, it's unfair competition against private enterprise. If I'm a, an ad agency, for example, I need income to come in from people placing advertisements. So if a company pays out their money to, say, Oracle does to, uh, I guess it's Oakland Coliseum or right. something like that, that's dollars they could have spent with me on which I would then pay taxes. However, if they spend the money over there, now I have no income that pushes me out of business. So it's unfair competition against private enterprise, and we shouldn't allow it at all. Okay. I'm with you, um, and I get the, the general concept. And you're saying our state budget needs to allocate properly before selling naming rights to any public building or any road? How about the, how about when we name the roads after people? Like, for instance, um, me and you could be in a rotary club, and we can buy one mile of 101 that, you know, we can buy one mile of 101 where we can give a contribution, then put up a sign. This this one mile brought to you by Larry and Robert of the Rotary Club. I, I, well, on a nonprofit, I'm a little more lax on it, but... And ideally, I'd like to see us stay away from it completely because it is unfair competition. It's private enterprise. Those dollars would have normally been spent in the private sector, and the government should only make its money off taxing. They do that enough. Right. That's where the income should come from. Otherwise, if I'm an assemblyman and I'm, I'm sitting on, on the chambers, whatever it is, how about if I put a Coca-Cola sign on my seat whenever I'm talking? I'm sure Coca-Cola would like that. But, again, that's not what that – entity was built for. The road was built for us right. I don't even like the, the little signs along the road where it might say Honda or something like that. That's just as much of a commercialization of the old Foster and Kleister signs that were up. You know what's actually pretty interesting is I went to elementary school in second grade. I was at North Elementary and we were the North Elementary Bees. And I remember that and I love that. And I remember my teacher used to throw erasers and one day I forgot to pay attention. The guy in front of me, she yelled at Mike and she threw an eraser at him and he ducked and the, er- the eraser hits me in the face and it explodes in chalk. And I, I started crying because the chalk was in my, and the, my nose got hit. And I remember the North Elementary Bees. What do you think, Larry? Do you think we should take away the Barbara Bush Elementary? Do you think we should take away naming rights from public schools? Because I remember being a North Elementary Bee. Now, if you're a Barbara Bush Elementary student, are you a Barbara Bush First Lady? Like what, what do you remember being called? I mean, psychologically, I think we should take naming rights away from everyone. If we're going to go, if we're going to go one direction, let's go both directions. That's that's not a commercialization of a. It's not a commercialization, but it's a bastardization of my childhood memories. It is to some degree, but we had George Washington High School and uh, Martin Luther King and stuff like that. I would like to see perhaps you got to wait till people are dead, and it's been say fifteen or twenty years, and they need a reminder of who the person was. In the case of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. But if you're going to start naming, uh, say, Barack Obama school, no, I don't think that should be done just yet. It, it doesn't deserve to be done. But more importantly is if you start using the commercialization, again, Oracle is an example, or Coca-Cola buying the rights to something. 
Uh, no, it doesn't belong in the private sector. We didn't build the Bay Bridge to have it called, uh, you know, Disneyland Bridge or something like that. That's not what it was built for. And if you take the money that for that privilege to, to name it, then you're taking that money out of the private sector, which is where it belongs. I'm going to go even... Larry, I'm going to go even, I totally agree with your point. You don't need to make it again. Totally agree. I'm going to go even further. Do you remember in the last election, we were talking about naming a waste management, uh, wastewater treatment in Marin, the George W. Bush Jr. waste management facility? Like, we were trying to humiliate him. Yeah. Um, and you know why I hated that? I mean, I hated that. He's a public figure. He gets his name on a building. Big, big crap, right? But I hated that in large part because... The California state would have to reissue all new memos and all new paper and all new letterhead just because we wanted to have an inside joke. It was going to cost millions of dollars to change that that idea. And I'll go as far as like Normanetta Airport in San Jose. I don't like naming rights on that because it, it costs money in order to change their name. So I think we're kind of barking up the same tree, but I'm going on the the um, non-competition. I love your competition angle. I totally agree with it. Um Private building has a right to name themselves whatever they want, but is it a private building and were public funds used for it? But I'm with you, and thanks for the caller. Very good stuff. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Gap founder, co-founder recently died. I can't wait to tell you the story about that because I think there's a good lesson in it where we learn about business. Let's go to Curtis in San Leandro. Curtis? Yeah, how you doing, Rob? Uh, I wanted to respond to uh, your question of why do they call candlestick Park Candlestick. Well, it was built on a point on the western shore of the Bay of San Francisco called Candlestick Point. And at the time it was built, that was the cheapest land available to build a stadium in the 50s. You sure about that? That's a positive fact. I'm going to look that up on Wikipedia. Yeah, that's where I got it. (laughs) Is is that really where you got it? Yeah, exactly. How long have you been in the Bay Area? Uh, about 30 years. 30 years. What's the biggest change you've seen in the Bay Area in those 30 years? Uh, the cost of living, the price of homes, and uh, more or less the rise of crime. You've seen more crime. Oh, yes. It's interesting because nationwide our crime statistics are down in the last 10 years. Where are you seeing the crime at? San Jose, Oakland, uh, Rich- where are you seeing it? Oakland, Richmond. Okay. And is that where you hang? No, I don't hang at all. I'm, I'm an older person. You know what's interesting is um, I don't see crime at all, and therefore I don't think much about The only crime I see, I work at Channel 4 News, Cron, um, mm-hmm. and I see crime everywhere there. Uh, local crime, local crime, local crime. Another kid killed, another kid abducted, another kid murdered, another kid raped. It's really depressing, but I don't see crime in my own neighborhood, which is kind of reality versus perception, so to speak. Yeah, possibly is not uh, reported because, like uh, in San Leandro, we have like the police blotter, and uh, comes out in the San Leandro Times, and uh, they have the local issues right in San Leandro on a weekly basis, and you'd be surprised at the uh, crime that goes on. Back to Candlestick Park. What were you more of a Niners or more of a, a Giants fan? Well, I'm leaning back toward the Niners. I like what they're doing right now. Yeah, it's it's kind of Mike Singletary. I think when he first was brought on as coach, I think we all scratched our heads and we were a little bit worried that he wasn't the right man for the job because he's already in the organization. But I kind of like what he's pulling off. And I'm not much of a, a Bible person, but I kind of like the wood cross that he wears. It's kind of, it's almost inspiring. Yes, he is. And I like the intensity he brings to the team. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, Curtis. 
Feel free to call anytime you want. We still have those t- movie tickets for Ellen Page and Whip It for anyone who wants to go to the Thursday night event, October 1, 730, Daily City. Got to be close to Daily City. Got to pick up the cities in San Francisco. Pick up the phone. Give us a call here. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. We're talking about hybrids losing access to HOV. Talking a little candlestick. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk a little bit about the stock market. I'm going to give you a little business story in it as well. 800-345-5639. You're listening to Rob Black. 9-10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hail. Remember the mid-90s? Gap was on top of the world. Everyone was buying Gap clothes because they had just hit a home run with Capri pants. They guessed the fashion right. They hit it right. Investing in companies that invest in fashion, brutally tough. You'd see the commercials for Gap, and they'd be swing dancing. You remember that. So anyway, Donald Fisher, dead. He co-founded Gap, single San Francisco blue jean outlet in 1969. It was a blue jean outlet. Turned into a worldwide casual wear empire. Actually went as far as to invent Casual Friday, some people believe, in order to sell more of his clothes. He created a holiday. Much like I think that damn Valentine's Day is a made-up holiday. Mr. Fisher, longtime San Franciscan, he was a real he was an industry pioneer in retail. His impact was felt well beyond malls and main streets. His wife and business partner, Doris Fisher, became a philanthropist and major political donor. They helped keep the giants in San Francisco. For that, we have to say thank you. He amassed one of the world's greatest collections of modern art, of which the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art is going to give him his whole wing upon death. His unwavering commitment to the city, I think, is going to be remembered for generations, and a lot of us don't even know who he is. Mr. Fisher's company, they do Banana Republic, they do Old Navy, they do Stores geared for kids and babies. They influence the nation's lifestyle as well as the economy. Fostered an acceptance of informal apparel that helped lead to the widespread adoption of casual Fridays. I'm doing what I can to come up with Aloha Friday, make that all mine. Somehow I don't think that's going to stick and people aren't going to be talking about me long after I'm dead. I do think I'm a patron saint of San Francisco in the Bay Area, but I don't think you're going to talk about me when I die. In fact, I think fewer than five of you will show up to my funeral. I'm digressing. Let's go back to Mr. Fisher. This isn't about me. It's about him. Now, he did the basics of fashion. He figured it out. We were a nation that was going for, you know, cutting edge fashion. He went basics. He wanted, he realized people wanted a good pair of khakis and we didn't want a good pair of khakis from Sears or JCPenney's because those weren't good pair of khakis. He realized that everyone needs jeans and a good quality white t-shirt. His death comes two days after San Francisco Museum of Modern Art announced that it had formed a partnership with the Fishers to house their collection of 1,100 works by some of the most renowned artists of the 20th century and 21st century in a new wing of the museum. It proposed building a a museum here in San Francisco at the Presidio for the collection, but he withdrew plans after encountering strong opposition by residents. I hate residents. I'm so tired of people protesting everything. I hate people who are residents, which I think is most of us. Why do we have to fight everything? Why can't we just say, you know, another museum would be good for our community and bring more jobs close to us. But no, it's going to go to the San Francisco Museum of Art and we're going to pay even more to get in. Fisher said um, other legacies that he has, you know, on the Embarcadero, the Cupid Span, the huge bow and arrow sculpture. 
They commissioned that. They installed it in 2002. There's a really cool, similar piece of art in Washington, D.C. called The Awakening. And you see, like, fingers coming out of the ground. And then 100 yards up, you see a head coming out of the ground. And then 200 yards down, you see feet coming out of the ground. It's pretty cool. It's kind of disturbing, especially if you've got, how shall we say, medical marijuana in your system. Anyway, Mr. Fisher was a supporter of the Boys and Girls Club. He served as a governor. He, not as the governor, but as governor of Boys and Girls Clubs. He was also one of the group leaders who set up $100 million in 1992 to buy the San Francisco Giants and keep them here. We almost lost the Giants to St. Petersburg. They would have sucked even more in St. Petersburg. There's nothing good about St. Petersburg except for old people. You know, I don't like old people, so there's nothing good in St. Petersburg. In 2002, he had a memoir, Mr. Fisher did, and he discussed getting caught cheating on an industrial relations exam by his teacher. He said, teacher gave him an F, but he didn't expel him. He got a second chance, an act of mercy. I think we all need a second chance and an act of mercy in our life. Ultimately, he was a 41-year-old real estate developer in 1969, so he found his business at 41 years old. He found his calling. Him and his wife tried to exchange a pair of jeans that didn't fit, and they couldn't find a store in the city that carried all sizes. Keep in mind, Levi's big Bay Area company as well. So they bought a shop on Ocean Avenue. They sold blue jeans and records. He invested $63,000. That's a lot of money in 1969. He called it Gap. What was Gap short for? Generation Gap. Last year, Forbes the big financial media company, they expected and they ex- estimated his total net worth over $1.3 billion. His legacy will be education. For years, he was a financial supporter of Edison Schools, a for-profit company that contracted with local districts to run their schools. In 2000, he shifted his focus to nonprofit knowledge is power program, KIPP, K-I-P-P. They did two charter schools. Now that's 82 charter schools mostly in low-income minority areas, where honestly, the education is so lacking. What the public puts out there is low expectations, not high expectations. And you give people low expectations, and oddly enough, they rise to that. His program has longer class days and school years than conventional schools. 85% of his graduates from the middle schools attend college. He's going into low-income areas, and he's getting 85% of them to go to college. College is financial freedom. College is getting to retirement. College is having a big enough income so you can fund your retirement and see the freaking world while you're alive. So with this, I say, good job, Donald Fisher. The Bay Area owes you a debt of gratitude. On some levels, the world does as well. We're talking everything. We're talking about the death of Gap co-founder. Talking about the hybrid drivers being forced to get out of the, the HOV lanes. Got a quick text message from someone who says, uh, not text message, but email robertrobblack.com. He said, the big Lincoln should get a free pass, not the Prius, because the Prius doesn't pollute while it's in traffic. Nearly what the Lincoln does. So put the Lincoln in faster traffic and it pollutes less. Put the Prius in slower traffic and it, it pollutes almost nothing. I love our audience. We can agree that we'll never figure it out, but we all think we have the answers. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the show. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. I'm flat broke, but I don't care. I strut right by with my tail in the air. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.